Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball, and the Rams are back at the Siegel Center on Friday. And, of course, you can hear that game on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. VCU Ram Nation's founder, Matt Shelton-Eyde, will join us today at 2.30, talk a little VCU and recap the Orlando trip. But joining me right now is Michael Phillips. You can check out MP on the mic Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon and always available on the go on the Odyssey app. What's going on, MP? Feeling good. A lot, lot to recap. That was a busy trip. Absolutely. But it's not a true crosstalk segment without that sounder. Could you hit it for me, Stub? If I could just have your attention. It's crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not crosstalk, but it sounds like crosstalk. It's crosstalk on the fan. Oh, face off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is crosstalk. So, Michael, I wanted to start with this. How upsetting is it that we are in November and the conversation has to be about who's the next head coach, who's the next GM? We're already talking about next season. Yeah, it would certainly be nicer to wait until like mid-December. We're used to kind of gracefully bowing out at the finish line. It, this is a weird interim period here, right? Because you got the bye week too. I don't know what, what do you talk about during the bye week. You know, what do you? How do you get yourself up for the last four games? There's just not. There's no juice, and it's it's kind of too early to do coach speculation. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and Michael, you promised me that Ron Rivera's teams don't bottom out. So is there a chance that now that he's in charge of the defense? They finished up the season strong and finished nine and eight. <laughs> you went all the way to nine and eight. I like, I like my guy here's gonna be like, hey, is there a chance they like hit a couple wins here? Like he just went all the way to nine and eight, straight there. I'll I mean, because like, <laughs> Ian Rappaport believes that the defense will be better uh, now. I believe the defense will be better now. Really? Like, Explain yeah. why. I, I just think that there there were so many like Jack Del Rio refused to blitz under any circumstances. Like even just having somebody who might call a blitz is a step forward, is an improvement. But do you think, like, deep down, do you think that Ron Rivera is a better defensive coordinator than Jack Del Rio? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just disagree. I just uh, don't think, as much as I dislike Jack, I think Ron doesn't know what he's talking about. Offense, defense, special teams, football right now. I don't think he's a good coach, but I think historically, you look at the record, he's been a defensive coordinator. He's been a defensive guy. I think he knows what he's talking about there. They're not going to beat the Dolphins, though. Right. Like, no, no amount of getting better is going to put Tyree Kill in check. No yeah. amount of getting better is going to is going to solve for that offense which is just crazy good. So in a sense like it's a low expectations game, right? Like if if they hold him to 28, you do a cartwheel coming right. in here on Monday. So I totally understand why Josh Harris had to move on from Jack Del Rio. And he doesn't want it to become a circus, but in my opinion it's already became a circus. It is Cirque du Soleil. They went to Dallas, and they got blown out. They were eating turkey legs on the sideline. They were celebrating en route to a 35-point win in the the third most-watched regular season game of all time. The commanders were embarrassed. So I'm sorry, Josh Harris. It is a circus, and I'm upset at him for not firing Ron Rivera. I don't think that it's Cirque du Soleil because I think when they do acrobatic moves, they catch each other. Yo, that's uh, good they, point. They, they execute properly. The, the blocking, the tackling, it's all, it's all there <laughs> at Cirque du Soleil. I think that's unfair to Cirque du Soleil, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Conventional circus, yeah, it's conventional circus. Yeah. It, 
you know, I, I think that he, he was left with no good options, and that speaks to just how bad this staff is that Ron Rivera's assembled. You think about in the last days of Mike Shanahan, if they had wanted to fire Mike Shanahan, all the options they would have had of who to promote. In the last days of Jay Gruden, you know, they, they went with the most boring option possible in Bill Callahan. There were guys on that staff, though, that became head coaches elsewhere. There were guys who had success. Look up and down this roster. Look up and down this coaching staff. Is anybody on this coaching staff ever going to get a sniff anywhere at a head coaching job? That's the depressing part. It's not just like, hey, fire Ron. Sure, he knows he's he knows this is his last year. Let, let him, there's nobody there. There's nobody there who can do that. Honestly, your best candidate right now. I, I'm I'm setting I'm setting the enemy aside. Your best candidate right now in the non enemy category might be Nate Katzer, special teams coach. Like, I mean, it's it's bleak, man. It's bleak out there. It is, but at the same time, I know that there's a portion of the fan base that agrees with me where I don't want to watch this team while Ron Rivera is still in charge. And there are games to be played. And I get it. The season's over. We're already talking about draft picks. We're already talking about the new GM, the new head coach. But there's games to be played, and don't you think Josh Harris cares a little bit about ticket sales? I don't. I don't think he cares about ticket sales. I I think he's in this for the long haul. I I think that's really important is, you know, making sure that he builds a foundation here. I mean, look at Philly, man. Look at the 76ers. That dude didn't care about ticket sales for three straight years Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. Like, I think he will punt on four games of NFL football if it gets him to the result at once, if it gets him to where he thinks his franchise needs to be. He is not afraid to do an unpopular thing that he thinks will help him down the line. I also just, I mean, my Washington Times article this morning was, you know, young guys who are playing for their jobs, right? That's kind of all we got. The Jack Del Rio move, part of putting Ron Rivera in is we have to figure out who's worth keeping and who's not worth keeping on this defense, right? Like St. Juice has stunk this year. He's been really bad. Yeah. Is he a bad player? I'm not prepared to go that far. Like, we've seen some things. He's got the length. He's got the athleticism. You hope this move will give maybe a little fairer evaluation. Casey Tuhill, do you want to sign him this offseason, even to a veteran minimum contract? No. Like, I'm I'm cool with moving on from almost, almost everyone. Like, that, you mentioned Benjamin St. Juice. I'm out on him. I don't think he can play the position without fouling. <laughs> like, I just don't think he can guard anybody without putting his hands on them, and that's a pass interference. It's a bit of a situation at yeah. the moment. Yeah, but but the Cam Curl coming up for the contract extension. I think you want to sign him to a contract extension, yeah. but it's it's hard to know because the defense has been so bad. That, that's another question I was going to ask you. On this defensive side of the ball, who do you think is like a building block for the future GM and head coach, besides from the two obvious ones, John Allen and Deron Payne? Yeah, you keep Allen, you keep Payne. Um, I mean, geez, it's so bleak at linebacker. Like, Jamin Davis, he, he's he's a guy who you keep playing at outside linebacker because he's on a rookie deal and you're already sunk. It's a sunk cost, yeah. but nobody's impressed there. I, I would keep Kendall Fuller around. I like Kendall Fuller more than most people I know. I'd find a way to keep Kendall Fuller around. Uh, but everybody else, you got to figure it out. And I mean, a guy like Percy Butler, right? So your new GM's got to decide, can I keep rolling with Percy Butler or do I need to – like? You know he's not the solution. He's not an anchor guy, a cornerstone guy. But you got to figure out, is this a guy who I want to play even next year? Um, hopefully you can get a better read on some of that stuff. Offensive line, Chris Paul was another guy I mentioned. Like, I don't think he's a great offensive lineman. Is he good enough that in year one of the rebuild you can say, we'll leave that alone? Well, that's, that's the issue, is that I truly thought that coming into this season, 
I think we both agreed it was lame duck season for Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. right? He needed to win 10 games, make the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game to keep his job. Yeah. But I think we both agreed that, hey, even when he's blown out, the new GM and new head coach will come in, and there are going to be a lot of building blocks, and the team could be maybe one season away. Like, I think you said a couple months ago, next year is the year where they could possibly be a contender if they have a quarterback. Now I look at the roster and I say, man, this new GM might need two or three years to build this roster back up. And he's got it if he wants it, right? $90 million in cap space. Really high draft picks. You've got obviously the the five pick right now. You've also got the Bears pick in the second round, which is which is going to be high in the second round. You've got the draft picks. You've got the cap space. You've got Howell on the rookie deal for a couple more. But years. how much how much longer does that last, right? Because by the time you build up the defense again and build up the offensive line, then Howell's contract might be up. Yeah, but if but if you're good at that point. That that's a future problem, not a present problem, right? Like you look at the teams that win Super Bowls; they have kicked so much money to the future because they're all in to win the Super Bowl. Now, your worst scenario is like the Jets, who have kicked money to the future to not win now. Now you're screwed now and later. But but when you're you know the Rams are rebuilding now from their Super Bowl push. Once you have your core, once you see these are the guys, you can you can start borrowing from the future. Right now, it would be just reckless and irresponsible to do that. But I think you've got a two year runway with this roster to make it count, to make it work. Terry McLaurin, Sam Howell, John Allen, Deron Payne. I think next year you need to get back to that 9-8 nine, nine and eight level, and then the next year you can start flying. You doing a live show from Ashburn this week? Live from Ashburn on Thursday, yes, sir. Love to hear that. How about Virginia Tech with the beatdown of UVA, man? Dude, I, I mean... Virginia Tech every year takes this game so seriously, yeah. and and UVA every year shows up and is like, ah, it's it's intramural day on the quad. Like, let's go throw the ball around and have some fun, boys. Like, it it's just remarkable to me the big difference there. And for for Brent Pry, so important to get to a bowl game. Uh, I mean, just I I love what he's doing there. But in the portal era where you have to re-recruit your own team every year in addition to kids. That that memory walking off that field will help keep a lot of them in Blacksburg, which is great. I totally agree. It was, hey, we built something this season. Now there's some momentum. You got to get to the postseason. Getting to a bowl game, whether they win it or lose, is huge for Virginia Tech. We'll break that down with Andy Bitter, who covers Virginia Tech for Tech Sideline, coming up next. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Of course, the big news with the Washington Commanders was Jack Del Rio losing his job, and Ron Rivera will take over as the play caller on the defensive side of the ball, and most believe that the defense will improve and then maybe Ron Rivera will blitz more than Jack Del Rio and it, it's a hard question was the defense bad because of the players and the talent or is it bad because of the schemes and the execution I kind of think it was a combination of the two but the question of the day on the Richmond commanders are you as upset as I am that the commanders aren't even in the hunt 833-804-0910 that's 833-804-0910 Phone lines are open here on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. It is November 28th, 2023, and the Washington Commanders have seven teams ahead of them. 
for the final wild card spot in the NFC. They have no shot. They have no opportunity. The season was over last week. But now it's even worse after the loss to the Dallas Cowboys. And the only bright spot is they're inching closer to that number one overall pick. Now that's not going to happen because the Panthers are 1-10. They just fired their coach. They're not going to get any better. But the Cardinals might win a game or two. Washington is tied with the Giants and the Chicago Bears. Both teams beat Washington. Now it does, it does get ranked by strength of schedule based on who will get the higher pick in the NFL draft. But that's what I'm so frustrated about here today, right? I'll be honest with you guys. Not being in the hunt in November is depressing as a Skins Commanders fan. Because I'll be honest with you. I live in the hunt. I've lived in the hunt for 30 years now. My team has never been dominant in the NFC. We've never been 10-1 and one at this point in the season. Not in my lifetime. We've always been hovering around 500. And we can hope that we win a few games at the end of the season and get into the postseason. We hope that we go on a win streak at the end of the year and win the division. And play a road playoff game or a home playoff game. It is November... And we're not even in the hunt. And it hit me hard last night. It hit me like I was hitting the head with a bowling ball last night when they put up the graphic for the playoffs on Monday Night Football and they had all the teams in the hunt. And in the hunt, they included the stinking Atlanta Falcons and Desmond Ritter, a team that we beat. The Green Bay Packers at 5-6. and six. The LA Rams, who have been a struggle bus this season, and the New Orleans Saints. Well, the, All of those teams are in the hunt. The Falcons are leading the division right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're not in the hunt. They're, they're winning. They're in the playoffs <laughs> if they begin right now. I know. That's how depressing it is that they're showing all of these terrible franchises that Washington should be better than, should have more talent than, and those teams are in the hunt. While the commanders are in the hunt for a new GM, in the hunt for a new coach, and maybe even in the hunt for a new quarterback. I feel strongly that Sam Howell can be our quarterback of the future, but each week, it's like, I want to see a great performance. That's all that matters to me. I told you guys three weeks ago, I'm not going to pick this team to win another game. Wins and losses don't matter to me anymore. What matters is the offense scoring more than 21 points a game. We couldn't do that against the Dallas Cowboys. Only scoring 10. And here we are this weekend with a game against the Miami Dolphins. I don't want to preview this game. You know what? I've got zero keys to victory. They've locked the doors, Stub. I'm locked out. I've got nothing for you. We'll probably lose by 30 points to the Dolphins. What kind of what kind of keys to victory do I have with Ron Rivera taking over the defense and the offense sticking it up for three of the last four games? What is going on in Washington? It's so frustrating to be a D.C. sports fan right now including the Commanders. We are not even in the hunt. The season is over with five games and a bye week to be played. That is depressing. That is Ron Rivera finally hitting rock bottom. That's why I've said, remove him from his duties. Please, Ron. I, earlier this season, I wrote you a handwritten letter. I sent it into Ashburn. Did you receive it? Obviously not, because you haven't turned in your key card yet. I'm tired of Ron Rivera coaching my franchise, and so I am doubling down. I will not watch the game this Sunday. 
I'm boycotting it. Stubb, you're going to have to watch I'll the game and take I'll notes. I'll be there. All right? Instead of AWOD's 10 takeaways, we'll do Stubb's 10 takeaways on Monday. <laughs> and it'll probably be another Misery Monday. But I don't even want to call it a Misery Monday anymore because losses are actually better for the future. Just a Monday. It's just a just, just a, a everyday Monday. <laughs> just a just another Monday. Because I don't care anymore. I don't. And I have nothing to be excited for for next season right now until Ron Rivera is gone. That's the first thing that they need to do for me. I cannot wait until the Monday after the Super Bowl when they say, Ron, you're no longer needed. Then we can look at hiring someone else. And that's that's the topics that's going on right now. Right? Grant Danny did a whole 15 minutes yesterday. You can hear them right after me from 3 to 6 p.m. Breaking down some candidates who would be the head coach next year. It's too early for me to do that, Stubb. I don't even want to do the research yet. Maybe it's me being lazy. I don't want to look into Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, all these names that probably are going to end up being bus. How mad, like how like ruined would your, I don't know, year be mm-hmm. if they didn't fire Ron Rivera? Like what would what would happen? Like what would unleash inside? Of I you? would burn a Commanders jersey. <laughs> I would no. If Ron Rivera is coaching this team next year, I'm not watching. I'm not going to be on the beat. We'll probably start. We'll try. We'll, we'll change it to be the uh, the Richmond Ravens every day at 1 p.m. <laughs> because I won't talk Commanders anymore. The Richmond Vikings. Believe me, I know there's a lot of people out here in Richmond that are diehard fans like myself here, but this is rock bottom. It's November, and the season's already over. Usually. It's December. Usually it's around my birthday, December 26th, and we've got two or three games left, and that's it. We can either grasp that they go on a three-game winning streak or, or they're done. They have no shot this season. And, in fact, we've re- we've regressed. We've gone downhill. Games that we won last year, we're losing this year. And, once again, the Commanders are now sitting at the bottom of the NFC East. That's the most frustrating thing, that Tommy DeVito and his chicken parm have won two games, and now they're 4-8, and eight, and they've got more positive momentum than Washington. That's all I wanted, right, was some kind of momentum at the end of the season so that it'd get me fired up for the offseason. That's why I said, fire Ron Rivera, bring in Chris Cooley, Daryl Green, Ryan Kerrigan, let somebody else coach the team, and if they can get one win under a somebody else, it would get me fired up for next season. I have nothing to be excited about for next season. Until we hire a new GM. And the GM hires a new coach. But it's too early for me to even look at who are the possibilities. I don't know. We don't know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, right? What did we do last offseason? We knew we were going to fire Scott Turner. That was obvious. All season long, the offense was terrible. Even with Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz, it was the play calling that was the issues. And the team finished the season below 500, out of a playoff spot. They fired Scott Turner, and they waited till the end of the regular season. We were all talking about who's going to be the offense coordinator. Well, here are the candidates, these guys, A, B, and C. Ron Rivera waited. The Super Bowl came and went. He waited. And then after the Super Bowl, they flew Eric Bieniemy to town, and we hired our offense coordinator. So find out for next year, we're going to have to wait till after the Super Bowl. That's yeah, the storyline yeah. when we go to Vegas, hopefully, to cover the Super Bowl is who's going to be in charge of the team next year? Who's going to be the GM? But for the next five weeks here, there's nothing positive to talk about with the commanders. There's nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, we can keep evaluating Sam Howell, but if we keep losing games, we're going to have an opportunity for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Then you've really got a conundrum. you got to figure out, hey, 
Do we use that draft pick on an offensive lineman, on a superstar wide receiver, or do we completely hit the reset and let the new GM and the new head coach decide who their franchise quarterback should be? Is that guy on the roster, or is he playing college football right now? If you want to chime in, give me your thoughts. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. First day back in the studio since my... Awesome trip to Disney. Really was the trip of a lifetime, despite the fact that I had a nightmare travel schedule leaving, getting to the airport at 6 p.m. and not getting home until 4 a.m. And then getting to Capitale House yesterday, 15 minutes before the show, I opened up my backpack and there was no laptop. My laptop was left at TSA. I got to give you props for doing that show. On my phone. On your phone. And now today I'm working on the tiniest laptop in the history of mankind. Getting back from an airport at 4 a.m. Didn't miss a beat. I got to give you respect for that. Yeah. No, I mean, I I was telling myself, all you have to do is talk NFL. It's a Monday. There was a ton to talk about. And, uh, you know, the commanders being a disaster helped as well. But joining us right now to run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia, is Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey, good afternoon, Adam. How's everything? It's going pretty well here, despite the fact that I lost my laptop. But we have been asking our, our guest members here, is there any chance that I get my laptop back that was left at TSA in Orlando on the craziest travel day in the history of America? It was given, uh, If there's several articles that have come out and said that it was the most travel day in American history. Will I get my laptop back, Lane? The short answer I would have is no. Um, but I have seen crazier things happen with people that have left things behind, my wife included, uh, people that have left things behind and never expected to see them again. And somehow, some way, every once in a while, people come through. So I wouldn't say there's no shot. I would say it's a long shot. Um, But uh, I hope you get it back because I have misplaced a laptop before, and it's one of the worst feelings ever. It really is. But I I love your optimism, man. I appreciate it. Uh, So Highland Springs keeps keeps their season alive. How about the Springers going from Class 5 to Class 6 and just on a roll? This is uh, is a different, a little bit different team, and every every coach will tell you that every team is different every single year. Uh, Highland Springs has one of the best defenses, that we've probably seen out of them, and they have, they've had a lot of really good defensive players over the past few years. Um, they, get a, uh, they will take on Lake Braddock on Saturday. Um, and it, it's, when you get to this point, it's kind of difficult to you know, handicap these games back and forth because there are no common opponents. They really haven't faced each other in you know, however many years, so the staffs may be different. The uh, the kids are definitely different. So it's uh, it, it's it's going to come down to all the same old cliched things that coaches always talk about in games like this. You know, can control time of possession, limit turnovers, um, and capitalize on your other your opponent's mistakes. What other local schools do we still have playing here in the high school football playoffs? Matoica is in the Class Five state semifinals. They will take on Stonebridge up in Ashburn. On Saturday afternoon, uh, Stonebridge. It's interesting. Uh, they started the season zero and four, 
Um, and they played some of the best teams in the state up there and even a couple of teams out of state um, that filled out their regular season lineup, but they are on a nine-game winning streak. Uh, and they get a Matoaka team that has sidestepped. The, they, they come out of class for, they come out of Region 5C, uh, which is where Highland Springs would have been, which is where Glen Allen would have been had they not moved up. So, um, and plus, William Fleming out of Roanoke, uh, took care of a couple of very big upsets um, in that region before they got to Matoaka last Friday night. But the Warriors have given up three points in three playoff games. And as we've said this before a bunch of times, as uh, former Hokie head coach Frank Beamer used to say, that's tough to do against air. <laughs> That's Lane Casadante running around local sports here in Richmond, Virginia. And, and Lane, you do a great job of covering Randolph-Macon, and their impressive season continues. This is probably, and my my, uh, you know, I, I go back quite a ways <laughs> with that program. How often we've covered them, and how long we've been covering them. Uh, I don't go back as far as some people, but the uh, the definite uh, feeling around everywhere is that. This is the best Randolph-Macon team that they've ever had. Uh, they play complementary football. They're good on offense. They're solid on offense. They can run. They can pass. And their defense is standout. You should not be winning a second-round playoff game in, in any level, uh, 46 to nothing. Against a team like Ithaca, who I had a little bit of history with uh, coming from upstate New York, I knew about that program uh, a long time ago, and they have been good, and they have been a solid program for decades, and you shouldn't be doing that to a program like that, and Randolph Bacon came out and did it. That could be the best game that team has played in a long, long time, uh, and now they get a Johns Hopkins team on Saturday that is right at their level historically and this year, so you know, once you get to this point of the season, they're in the quarterfinals for the first time ever and you're not going to find any slouches at this time of the year. Yeah, and they collected 565 yards of total offense in the route 46 to nothing. And speaking of playing their best football, the Hokies played their best game of the season, destroying UVA. What were your takeaways from that butt whooping? Well, it was, first of all, and that's exactly what it was, um, I, I did not know what to expect out of that game before it took place. Um, you know, which UVA team is going to show up, which Virginia Tech team is going to show up. Unfortunately for the, the crowd in Charlottesville, the bad UVA showed up and the really, really good Tech team showed up. And that's what can happen in a rivalry game, and that's what can happen when you have teams that have fluctuated as much as those two teams have this year. Um, is Tech that good? Well, they can be, as they <laughs> proved on Saturday night, is UVA that bad? They can be, as they proved on Saturday night. It's just really two programs that are stuck moving in opposite directions right now. Um, and I, I'm happy for Brent Pry. I don't know that everyone thought they would be bowl eligible in his second year. I thought it was a possibility. I thought a lot of things had to line up for them to make that happen, and a lot of things have. Um, I think, you know, finally uh, starting Chiron Drones, Yep. has been a big part of their offense. Um, I think their defense has shown flashes of brilliance, as they did against UVA. Um, and by the way, that whole thing about the sprinkler just magically turning on an hour <laughs> after the game, I have been on that field in that stadium 
dozens of times an hour after a game. The sprinklers have never come on <laughs> while we are out there finishing up our reports. So I tend to call BS on that. That's Lane Casadante. Follow him on social media, Lane CTV Sports. He's the sports director at CBS 6 here locally. Lane, I'd love to ask you, what's the biggest sports story in your world right now? Well, right now we're following all of our playoff teams. Uh, and, you know, college basketball, after the, the, uh, after the, the holiday tournaments, we know a lot more, at least, about, uh, about a lot of the teams that we're covering. Unfortunately, Richmond got some bad injury news. Uh, with um, Delani Hunt being out the next six to eight weeks with a, a fracture in his wrist. My understanding is he had um, surgery today. This is going to kind of be like uh, the, uh, the uh, Rams missing um, Sean. Uh, help me with his last name. Oh, uh, um, I'm, I'm botching <laughs> it right now. <laughs> See what you're doing? And he's out. Uh, for, uh, Sean Bearstow. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bearstow. Uh, he's yeah. out for the same, about the same amount of time. Uh, with his foot injury. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, we were just starting to get to see what Richmond might be able to do. I don't think we've fully seen what VCU can do just yet because they haven't been full full speed. So, I think we're going to have to wait until after the holidays uh, to really see what Richmond and VCU might be able to do in the A-10 this year. Lane, are the commanders still making your sports reports? Or are they so bad that you're just kind of pushing past it? Well, I think uh, I think Thursday kind of cemented everything that's going to happen with that team this year, and I think by and large, everyone's just kind of looking forward to what might happen in the off season. And a lot of people are debating, you know, if you were Josh Harris, what would you do right now? Right. Who would you keep? Who would you, you know, would would you hope that the team, you know, uh, kind of loses a little bit more to improve your draft stock? Uh, are you going to clean house completely? Um, I, I think that has become a lot of the speculation surrounding this team now, rather than just the week-to-week matchups. I think everybody's now kind of taking a much bigger picture look at this organization and pointing towards the offseason and seeing what changes might be on the way. Lane, always appreciate you taking the time to join us, man. Thanks a lot. Adam, thanks for having me. Have a great week, everybody. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And I just got back. Late, late, late Monday morning at like 4 a.m. from my trip to Disney for the ESPN Events Invitational, in which the Rams went 1-2 and two, but won the most important game. It was a game that wasn't supposed to take place until next season, but the Rams and Penn State matched up. Stub, did you hear any of my pregame show? I thought I had a great line where I went to Disney. We lost the two first two games, and I said... Turns out it's a small world after all. That's good. Penn State and BCU, opposite side of the bracket, were not supposed to meet. But both teams had tough defeats, and they met against each other on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., and the Rams came away with the much-needed victory. We'll talk VCU basketball at 2.30 with Matt Shelton-Eyed of VCU Ram Nation. Uh, But right now we wanted to get back into Mission Impossible Return of the Mac. So Sunday was the busiest air travel day in American history, according to the Transportation Security Administration, the TSA, 
a whopping 2,907,378 people, including AWOD himself, cleared TSA checkpoints nationwide on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. The previous record was set June 30th, 2023, the Friday before Independence Day. Hmm. Obviously, people going for July 4th holiday weekend. I knew that the... It was always a busy day, the Sunday. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was that busy. Uh, TSA predicted the surge in travel, announcing the week before it was expecting around 2.9 million travelers. They got over 2.9 million travelers. So the question is, will AWOD get his laptop back? If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You can, of course, check out 910thefan on Twitter and we posted the poll, will AWOD get his laptop back with more than 300 votes? 78% is no. And Stubb, you came in and you voted no as I well. I did. I was like the first vote on that poll. Michael Phillips voted no as well. Lane Casadante, though, kind of, he voted no, but it was like an optimistic no, yeah. right? Um, so, in case you missed it, I went to Disney for the trip on Sunday. I had a great day at Universal Studios. I won the... Uh, Millhouse toy. I was involved in a, a show where they, a bird flew over to me and stole a dollar bill from me, and then he flew back and returned the dollar bill. I did watch the clip. You did. Very cool. Very right? cool stuff. And and so everything was going great that day. It was the best trip ever. And then I got to the airport. And TSA, of course, told me to take everything out of my laptop, or out of my backpack, including my laptop. And they said, well, you can keep the charging points ports in your backpack and your microphone so my my backpack goes through the tsa and they decide they want to check it so they open up every single pocket every crevice they go through everything and i'm nervous i'm thinking like did someone slip like scissors into my backpack i'm or, always worried or something, about that right? is there is there a beer can in there or something and so i'm you know i'm also dealing with a lot of anxiety because i hate traveling on airplanes i can't stand it once we go up I get nervous, and then when we go down, I usually almost vomit, right? But you're I've, happy up there when you're coasting. Oh, when I'm coasting, fun. I can, until it starts dealing with turbulence. Oh, I yeah, yeah. cannot do turbulence. I told everybody uh, on Wednesday after the trip Tuesday that I would take shingles for the rest of my life over turbulence it's on like an airplane. It's like a little airplane. roller coaster. I, I hate it. I hate it. My stomach goes up and down, and I get so nervous. I'm, my palms are sweating. Knees beat. Arms are heavy. Vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. So yesterday was apparently the most travel day in the history of America. Will AWOD get his laptop back? Mission impossible. Return of the Mac. Now, my mom, who's a lawyer, is feeling very confident that I will get my laptop back because, like she said, it's all on camera. And that TSA yeah. and the Orlando airport may be responsible for the laptop because it was left in their bin. All right, it didn't have a case or anything, and I didn't take it out of the bin. I was the dummy that put it through, left it in the bin, went to get my my backpack back. Everything was taken out of place. I had to put my hats back in, mm -hmm. put the microphones back in, and after that, the backpack was so full that I assumed my damn laptop was back in it. It wasn't until 15 minutes before my show yesterday that I realized I lost my laptop. So, I spent two hours on hold yesterday. Trying to speak to somebody from TSA or American Airlines. I could not get a person. Only a robot. I left a voicemail. Nobody called me back. The damn automated voice message said, go online and fill out a form for lost and found. Ooh. So I did. I don't trust that. I filled out the whole form. I, I, I put my name, my email, a description of the laptop, the time that it was left. 
And I'm just thinking, you know, that's, I'm grasping right now. I really am. So we, we do not have an update to this current moment right here on the laptop. If you believe there's any chance that I'll get it back, you can chime in 833-804-0910. I mean, I'm really feeling like I'm not going to get it back now that I know it was the busiest air travel day in American history. Because think of how many other people were calling because they did the same thing. Right, right. Or how many people, you know, their kids lost their Barney, right, yep. or something like that. Yep. I mean, because every kid had a stuffed animal. It was, like, unbelievable to me. These kids can't travel on airplanes without a stuffed animal. Maybe you should get one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, I, help. maybe I had my Millhouse yeah, toy. I didn't use Millhouse out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating. Go online, fill out the form. I'm sure nobody's even going to read the form. Should I just, <laughs> I, I'll just check my email one more time. Maybe I can grasp here that it's an update. All right, let me go log into my email. We can only hope. Yeah, I mean, we come can on. Only now. hope because I emailed. It was lost and found at um, lost and found at goaa.org. That sounds does like anybody a fake even, email. Right? That does anybody like... even check that email? All right. So I sent the email with the information on Monday at 10:45 a.m. and it is 11:28 at 2:22. Let me look at my most recent emails. Oh my gosh, I'm not even joking, Stub. I got an email from Lost and Found at 2.03 p.m. today. All right. I don't even want to read this on it. I'm like so <laughs> nervous. It's, it's going to say that your laptop's broken or something, right? <laughs> Dear Adam Epstein from the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority, this letter is to inform you that the items listed below have been turned into the Orlando International Airport Lost and Found Department. Item 1123-5495 has been returned. What? They say, we work with a local UPS... I'm shaking. I'm shaking right now. Stop. We work with a local UPS store that picks up Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. And they will be the ones to go over shipping, tracking, information, pick up at our office, Terminal A, Level 1, or someone you authorize may now pick this up. In order to make arrangements for the return of your property, please contact our lost and found office. Please reply to this email with your option that you prefer. Our, office, our offices are open 7 a.m. to 7.30. I'm going to get my damn laptop back! Woo! I'm going to get it back! Now, okay. Now, hold on. It is important that you are aware that lost and found will only keep your item for a period of 30 days, beginning at the day that it was reported. Okay, so, I'm not going to say you... you until the laptop is in your hands, that I that I'm not going to get it back. I'm not. I, I'm a lot more confident. Do that you, you think will. it's going to show up with like some, like some marks on it or something, or it was dropped or something like that? I don't. Am look, I going to get it back and the screens cracked? I, look, most like very recently, yeah. I had a friend from far ship something as a move-in gift. They shipped this on August seventh. Yeah, we received on November twentieth. An opened envelope with nothing inside. Oh, no way. <laughs> it took them three and a half months to send an, an opened and empty package. All right, Stub, a, a, so, explain to the audience right now what I look like. I mean, I'm, I'm literally shaking. shaking. He is shaking. I, this laptop means so much to me. I thought there's no chance I'm going to get it back. I cannot believe that I just opened this email on air right here, the letter to inform you the, that the item has been turned in. So it's been turned into the lost and found. So... That means that it's not lost now. It, it is, is found. found. It is found. It is a found laptop. And now your, our, our trust <laughs> and our hopes. <laughs> I, have, I have an item number, Stub. 1123-5495. Uh, Woo! 
Okay, you don't want to give that to someone Woo! else. <laughs> you think, you think there's know. A1 Army know. members <laughs> in Orlando? You know what? I actually have a buddy in Orlando right now. Should I authorize him to go pick it up so that way I don't I have to would. deal with UPS? I would. Yeah? Yeah, maybe slide That's him. the thing. I just have to reply to the email and fill out the authorization. It's so simple. I, Adam Epstein, hereby authorize blank to pick up my belongings found in the Orlando International Airport lost and found department. Yes, I I slide him, a, you know, your friend slide a ten him like or twenty, 20 bucks or something. 10 or twenty, say, hey, can you have him ship it? Because I, that, you know what? I, I don't. I would not trust the combined efforts of the lost and found of the Orlando airport in the in the United Postal Service. You know what? You know to. why Orlando is it's a place where magic is a place made. where magic is made because Ashley Connor is the lost and found clerk in Orlando International Airport. Off of one Jeff Fugua Boulevard in Orlando, Florida, 32827. And she's the one that wrote me this email. Thank you, Ashley. Wow. Ashley Connor to the rescue. As as we don't have Mickey I can't, Mouse. I running, can't believe this happened. I thought, I, I thought for sure this laptop was, was gone forever. I thought for sure. I mean, I was so depressed yesterday. I did the show, I did a live radio broadcast. Off of a cell phone and a Comrex with nothing. <laughs> I, at the beginning of the show today, I was talking about, I'm going to have to bring in my damn desktop to do the shows for the rest of the week. Well, Holy now it's crap. just a matter of when. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> now, now, like you said, though, my laptop was lost. It has been found, been found. but it has not yet been returned. Yes. That is the next step. That is but the next step. That's a beautiful update right it there. Is, that is, that is the, effing gorgeous. The Woo! odds are better. Woo! Woo! Rick Flair! Woo! I mean, lost laptop. Everyone thought it was gone. Yeah, Michael I, Phillips was going to give me 10 to 1 odds. I should have put 100 bucks on the up. line. Uh, Holy crap. Mission Impossible, Return of the Mac. What an return update. Of the Mac. What an update. My, the Mac is back. Holy crap. Well, the Mac is not back. How cool is it they sent the email 20 minutes ago? Like, are That's you kidding me? This right is now? not a setup. He did not, he no. did not alert me to this. No. I, I was. <laughs> The letter, I, I swear, I thought when I when I read this on air, I thought it was going to say, the, "This is a letter to inform you that your item has not been found." Yeah, but it has been it found has. with an item number and a description. Silver. It even says, "No case, no passcode, needs passcode." User Adam Epstein. Date found 11 27 2023. So that means they they tried to get in. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, I'm sure that's like probably standard practice. Yeah, they open it check, up. They yeah. make sure you don't have make, porn on there yeah, and all that stuff. And yeah, no, they opened it up and they saw my fat face and my screensaver says the new sports radio 910 the fan. So they know exactly who yeah. I am. You know what? Maybe that's it. They said, Oh, this guy's a radio star. Oh, they don't want they don't want the 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 Richmond 910 the fan talking bad about the right. Orlando airport. That could be bad for business. Right, yeah. Yeah, they say video killed the radio star, but um Radio Star killed the airport. Yeah, no. <laughs> airport returns Radio Star's laptop. How about that one right there? I mean, if I ever said anything mean to the TSA people, and I did because they took my laptop from me and my backpack and dumped everything out of it, and they did the thing where they made me take off my shoes and then they they grabbed me by the crotch and went through everything in my legs yeah. to make sure I was there was no metal in there, there was no long rod. All right, and you know what? I'm glad that they do the hard work that they do. I am, I am, I am glad for TSA. I, I, you know what? I'm never gonna do TSA pre-check. I want to go you through the go. lines. I want them to check me for for dangerous items now because I know if I ever leave anything, I can count on the airport lost and found. Well, we're we're one and one, one for one. We're, you know, so, and, you're, and you're right though. I, I can't get ahead of myself here. It is, has not been returned. Well, this is this is just like the beginning of the commander season. Right. Yeah. 
But this is this is an unbelievable update. This yes. is exactly this is, this what is I need. Fantastic this news. just made my um, day. I'm so happy. Thank for you. you. And we thought this was a fake email account. Lost and found yeah, that's, at that's Joe, GoAA.org, right? Who uses a .org anymore? The lost and found in Orlando does. Yeah. Wow. All right. Laptop was lost. Laptop has been found. Next step, will it be returned undamaged to AWOD? <laughs> if you want to chime in on this ongoing saga, it's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910.